0: Close on Sunday. Start to create something called Closed on Sunday series because a lot of our churches and things like that are closed. And so we figure why not come out with our own ways to exhort and encourage the people of God, especially those of us who are in the deconstruction phase. Good morning. We're um, back with another episode of Closed on Sunday and normally I don't really enjoy doing these little sermonette type things because I just guess I'm wrestling with my own insecurities but I was struck by something um, during my time in the Word and wanted to sort of share it Um, but first I'm going to read a story Um, it's actually a joke and, um, it led me into the study in Hebrews chapters three and four, but let me just read you the joke. So, um, it's a, you know, it goes like this, a man arriving at the proverbial get pearly gates is unsure of what to do. Sorry, let me say that again. A man arriving at the proverbial pearly gates is unsure what to do. Do I simply walk in, he wonders? St. Peter, who seems to always be on duty in these stories, recognizes the look of consternation on the man's face, approaches and asks him if he might need some guidance. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. The man begins. Do I simply walk in? It depends, says said Peter, smiling. It depends. The man is surprised on what? It depends on how many points you earned, of course, offers Peter points. I need points. How many points do I need? A hundred. A hundred, the man thinks to himself, that can't be difficult. Surely I've earned a hundred points. So he turns back to Peter. So for the last 15 years, I've been serving on Saturday nights at the soup kitchen, helping with the poor. He offers it, hopefully more a question than a statement. That's wonderful, exclaims Peter. I will give you one point for that. One point. The man is shocked and looks at Peter, who is enthusiastically nodding. In that moment, he the man realizes that this is not gonna be easy. Well, I was a pastor for 35 years. I did everything that was asked of me, preached and married people, counseled and buried people. Peter is looking grim. Uh, I don't know. Peter, please, 35 years. Peter thinks quietly for a moment and then smiles. Okay, I'll give you a point for that. Now the man knows he's in trouble. His whole life had basically been summed up in two points, and he has 98 to go. Soon some movement catches his eye, and looking across the way, he sees a man who had lived in the same town which he pastored. He didn't know the man. He was sort of a person who came to church services on Easter and Christmas. He did remember, though, that this man owned and worked at a coffee shop in town and had always seemed pleasant, but he'd never engaged much with the religious community. To his surprise, the man smiles, waves, and then without hesitation, walks right in through the pearly gates. What? He exclaims, turning to Peter. Are you telling me that that guy has 100 points? Peter laughs. Oh, no, he just doesn't play this game. And that joke um, really stung me because it's like it comes across like, you know, you're not even really expecting uh, for it to end that way. And what I love about it is that um, we play these games with God and he'll he will engage us Um, if that's how we want to live our lives he will engage us and so when I was thinking about the way that I used to read um, Hebrews 3 and 4 it was like you know these stubborn and obstinate Israelites they they had all this unbelief and all of these things and that's why they don't have rest and that's why the wilderness was what it was but then I began to think about um, the passages in Deuteronomy, about how the wilderness was just meant to show them that all they needed was God and that God was an ever present help. And so they would only have like daily bread and they would only have food for the day. And so it just changed the entire way that I read the scriptures um, because it, it speaks to this sense in which we we are so... Um, obsessed with tradition and it seems as though in scripture the scripture or at least what the scripture reveals to us about God is that God is obsessed with trajectory and the trajectory is that 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 we would be a people who endure in the sense that we stay connected to the fact that God is an ever-present help and that we stay connected to the fact that like we are not orphans and that God is not going to to leave us and so that in Maya I wanted to to read, uh, read this verse again. Um, in in chapter three, it's starting in verse fifteen, it says, "As it is said today, if you hear His voice, don't harden your hearts, as in the rebellion." But that hardening always has been preached to me as, um, "I don't want to listen to God," and da 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 da. But the hardening could also be. The fact that, like, we're more willing to go with what we think we know or what other people have done and not really appreciating that God in this moment might be speaking something to me that's different or might be speaking something to me in this moment that is that is non-traditional. Right. And he says, Now, who were they that heard and were rebellious? Was it not all those who left Egypt under the leadership of Moses, but with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, if not to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. So it was the sense in which you don't believe that God is going to care for you. You don't believe that he's with you right here, right now. And that unbelief is what led them to disobedience. And disobedience is nothing than you know, sin and disobedience really basically is believing the lie that something else can satisfy you or um, take care of you more than God. And so that's that would mean that like temptation is just the lie itself. Right. And so we're all tempted with these lies. um, But endurance, in the midst of temptation has to do with not believing the lie, right, the unbelief that leads to disobedience is why we don't rest. And that's the picture that I get of this man. So I think this has to do with um, endurance in the sense that that we often think of endurance as um, this thing that is anti-striving, right? Like we put striving and endurance in the same way we strive. But the striving here, the endurance is about rest, not moving from the place of confidence in the fact that God will be with us and that God will help us. Um, and then he goes straight from that into the treatise about the word of God, that it's living and it's active. And that sense is like today, if the word of God, if God speaks today, don't harden your heart. Like you'll recognize when God is speaking because it pierces and it's and it's living and it's active and what I feel like that's meant to mean for us is that the word of God is not stagnant. The word of God moves with us through life and speaks to us today and, and takes care of us today. And so I've just been thinking about that um, and wanted to encourage you guys. Um, hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We want to point you in the direction of our Student Crisis and Relief Fund. If you're interested in supporting and advocating for Black college students, make sure you check out the website subcultureinc.org backslash studentcrisisrelief. Thank you again.